Welcome to the Fedora Project Podcast, Episode 4, Jad Smith Talks About the Fedora Documentation Subproject. Hello, my name is Edward Lucena and welcome back to the Fedora Podcast. We are now doing the Episode 4 and we are here with Jared Smith, former FPL of the Fedora Project and now one of the core contributors in the Docs Project. Hello, Jared. Hello, how are you doing? Everything is fine. Right now, we are going to talk about the documentation project of sub-project of the Fedora project. We want to talk about documentation because we have a former platform with the documentation. Mm -hmm. So why the old platform? We don't want to use it sure. anymore. So I've been in the in the Fedora Docs sub-project for long enough that we've gone through several, several different tool chains and several different markup languages. Um, but most of our, our documentation was traditionally done in the DocBook markup language, which was XML, and it was uh, fairly complicated. And then uh, we used a, a publishing tool called Publican to, to convert that DocBook to HTML or to other formats. And the tool was un, a little unwieldy. Um, the, the markup language itself was, was quite complicated, and it really became a barrier to entry for people that wanted to join the docs project, write some documentation. It was too hard to oftentimes to get them to to really completely understand DocBook and the way it works, and, and we spent more time trying to teach the tooling rather than getting people to write. And so over the last uh, year or two, we really tried to focus on changing the, 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 the formats that we use and the tooling to make it simpler uh, for people to join the project, start contributing um, easier markup you know, with things like ASCII doc and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now we are talking about ASCII doc. That's a new toolchain we're going to use mm -hmm. with ASCII doctor and ASCII binder. How this new toolchain is actually better than the old one? Sure. So I think the first thing that's better is is the choice of a markup language. We're using a the ASCII doc markup language, um, which is very simple, um, plain plain ASCII text, um, very simple rules for how to create a section heading or how to create a footnote or how to create a, a link to another part in the document or how to add an image um, so that people can focus more on the writing and less on how do I mark it up to make it make it look correctly you know, in the in the documentation. The other thing we've done is then taken a couple of tools out there, um, ASCII Doctor, to convert the, the, the ASCII doc document into HTML for a website and then ASCII Binder to put several documents together and build kind of a, an index or a, or a sitemap for, for all the different documents so that we can put publish a, our, all our documentation out there on the web. So um, the main idea behind this is to try to get more contributors working in the documentation. So how is the onboarding process in the, document, in the current documentation team? Um, it's pretty good. Um, really, it's, you know, if, we, if you want to come join the documentation team and, and contribute, it's really announce yourself on the mailing list, say, hey, my name is Jared, I'd like to help write some docs, this is what I'm interested in. Um, let us know where you might need some help with the tooling, and we can we can help mentor you and guide you through learning ASCII doc and, and, and kind of the Git workflow of, of putting the docs in, in our project and that sort of thing. But it's, it's, it's really pretty easy. Show up, say hi in the, in the, in the IRC channel or on the mailing list, and, and we'll help you from there. Okay, so the previous version of the docs were meant to be like books, mm -hmm. right? So... One of the main ideas, and, or, or I think is that way, is to get rid of that kind of format. So what kind of docs are we building right now with this new toolchain? So the, the, the idea isn't necessarily to completely get rid of these longer, more formal, you know, book-style documents, um, but, but to augment those and, and maybe even eventually replace those with shorter, 
um, more direct, more action-oriented um, documentation. So, for example, rather than have a guide that, that serves more as a reference and, and covers every possible value and every possible incantation and every possible way of doing something, we're, we're more focused on what are people actually trying to accomplish, how do we help them solve those problems or, or make progress on what they're trying to do with as few steps as possible, in a clear, concise, easy-to-read format that doesn't take 20 or 30 pages to explain. Okay, so the main idea is to have a short how-to to work on it mm -hmm. and not to have a proper book that you need to work all the way to find just a little That's right. piece of make, make, what, how to Make do. shorter topic-based documents that are based on the actions that you're trying to perform rather than reference docs that are, that are you know, very descriptive of all the different possible options and how the, how the program works. Say, hey, if you're trying to accomplish task A, do steps one, two, three, check, check in step number four to make sure that this is completed correctly in step number five, you're done. That's, mm -hmm. That sort of thing. Um, also, you know, focusing more on small topic-based pieces of help that may be embedded in, in other larger documents as well. So maybe, maybe we have a section on, you know, how to format an SD card. Now, you may use that as part of the astronomy sig or you may use that as part of part, part of you know trying to get an image put onto a raspberry pi or something like that there's lots of different places in fedora that you may want to know how to format an sd card we would we could actually take that small little section and say here's how to format an sd card and then embed that in other documents as needed okay so right uh, the last week we have a, a fad of documentation we have a bunch of people that need to work or want to work with documentation so The two questions are, what is a FAT and what do we accomplish in this particular documentation FAT? Okay, so a FAT in Fedora stands for a Fedora Activity Day, or oftentimes it's a couple of days or a few days. Um, the idea of a, a FAT is to get a core group of people together in the same geographical location um, and focus on trying to affect some sort of change inside Fedora. In this case, um, we had a documentation FAT in The, the, the idea was to get several people together who had either experience with documentation, experience with these tools, or could help flesh out the pieces of the tool chain that needed to be finished and get them together in the same location and really focus on getting some things done. So what we, what we pointed out for this particular fad as our goals were to convert a bunch of existing wiki pages that were some of our most popular you know, searches in the search engines convert those to these what we call quick docs, these small documents that are action-oriented, um, both to help people learn how to write in ASCII doc and get that, that, that formatting understood, but also to help flesh out our tool chain. So our tools like ASCII Binder that builds our, our site for us, um, we have some existing challenges with that, and we're trying to add some additional functionality around that. And so having a set of documents that we could use to kind of test that and continue to drive that development was helpful. So how many contributors uh, went to this fad? Oh, I don't know exactly. I think we had 12, maybe, 11 or 12 um, contributors there at this uh, documentation fad. It was a little longer than some other fads. I think it was five days long. And it was really a great opportunity to sit down and both write documents, um, help other people learn how to navigate the tool chain, na navigate the Git workflow, navigate the, 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 the different pieces of the tooling, but also just make the tooling better and, and get some real um, concrete documentation written out of it. Uh, okay, so um, we have actually uh, published documents from this FAT or mm -hmm. will be published in some time 
So uh, we have them. We have some of the documents that were that were written and, and converted during this fad, published in, our, in what we call our staging server. Um, we're still trying to fix up a couple of things in a couple of scripts to, to do actual publication on the live doc site. I'm guessing probably by the time this episode airs that they may have already been published. If not, they'll be coming very soon. Uh, and, and, and so that's that that's very exciting to see. At the same time. What you probably won't see just by going to the doc site is some of the underlying tooling that was improved. One of the things that I, that I have to call out because it's so exciting for me is that we were able to work with um, some of the folks that have traditionally worked on, on the CentOS side of things in, inside of Red Hat on, the, on their CI tooling, on their continuous integration, and we were able to tie that into Fedora Docs. So now anytime anybody pushes a new commit into one of these, these documents, the Git repo for one of these documents, or if they submit a pull request, to one of these documents to fix something up or add some additional information, the CI system will automatically grab that, build a new version of the of the docs in a temporary website where people can go look and review that much much easier than just than just looking at the at, at the ASCII doc source code. So that was an, another exciting thing that came out of the docs fad. So basically, we have um, the new platform is divided in the com- the um, public part. Mm-hmm. Of the doc and the staging part of the docs. Right. So if I come to the project like a new uh, contributor to work in docs, my documents are going to be in the doc in the staging part. Mm-hmm. So I can actually see. You can my actually document. see them, test them, make sure the links work, make sure they, they, they that they are styled correctly, and then once once they look great, then we can publish those and, and push push those live to the to the doc to the live documentation site. So. Okay, a uh, problem that I had before with the former documentation system, and I think for me, being from LATAM, from being from a non-English-spoken country, is that it's hard to translate those, the, the former documents to Spanish, basically because the, um, the platform was intended to be a large book that don't be intended to just translate a section or translate just one part of the document. Right. How this... Uh, new platform can help us to fix that part well i think i think the first thing is that we're we're probably let writing less prose and more focused documentation so there's going to be less words to translate and but they're going to be more direct and be more applicable to what the person is actually needing to do or trying to accomplish i think that's the first piece the second piece is we're worried less about an overall structure of chapters and sections and and that sort of thing and really just focusing on small precise documents or snippets of documents that can be shared among multiple documentation sets. So a, a, a paragraph or two or three might be might be translated and might be used in other documents. And, and we foc- by focusing on that reuse, that paragraph doesn't have to be translated over and over and over again in, in different documents like sometimes it was in, in times past. In other parts of the project, uh, mainly in the, pro- where the parts that produce websites and that produce the, the software itself, use a platform that is called Sinata to translation. So I think we are uh, with a documentation sub-project and this change of, uh, of tools, the, we are pointing to use that platform to translation, that's, maybe? That, that's my current understanding. You know, that, that can change at any time. But, but as far as I know, we're going to at least you know, try to use Zanata as our, as our translation platform and get it working with, with, with our ASCII doc you know, based, based markup. And, and that should be fairly easy to do. Um, and, and that's one thing I haven't played with yet that I'm hoping to play with here in the next week or two is, is, 
just kind of work through some of the, the, the kind of the localization and translation pieces and make sure that they work well in our tool chain. If our tool chain only produces English documentation, then I think we've failed a large part of our community that doesn't have English as their, as their native language. Yes, and, and that's a, a, an exciting part of these uh, new docs because uh, we already have a lot of contributors that work in Senata. For example, when we are going to do a release, the translation is really fast. We have these translation sprints inside the community then we just put um, deadline mark mm -hmm. and say we are going to do this week of translation and you have you are work by yes or you have a just your name put it in that you translate that and that's that encouraged a lot of people to work in documentation and, and to work in translations too mm -hmm. so for me that will be a really really great uh, way to work with it to use this platform that we already have and we already work on it so we don't have to produce an, another platform or another, another tool to work in translation that from a platform that we already that have, have. Yep. So and and you know I think I think you've hit on a very interesting point there, which is there, you know, there are a lot of people who who gain a sense of satisfaction because they helped write a document that, that helped other people, or they helped translate a document in, into their native language, so that other people can help learn that information, can can capture that, and and it really makes their lives better. So I'm thankful that that I've had the opportunity to to you know learn from other people who've helped me learn and grow and stretch over the years and I kind of want to give some of that back to in, in documentation to help other people learn and grow and and have that aha moment where they say oh I figured it out this works this is great. Well that's a that's an awesome, awesome news for for this platform hopefully we can documents uh, translate it really quick because uh, like I said before we have a whole of people that work with translation and the translation are really fast. Mm -hmm. um, what do you expect from in the future with the documentation sub project? Um, oh, I think the first thing is, I think you're going to see more documentation than we've seen in the past because people people feel like they don't have to go and either revamp or write a whole new book from scratch with multiple chapters and, and that sort of thing. Um, it's much more approachable because someone can take a you know, a few paragraphs or, 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 a, or a section or a page from the wiki and, and convert that in, on, over into this format. I think you're going to see more, both more varied documentation, a wider area of, of topics, so to speak, to document it, as well as more focused documentation on what are the things people are, are, are actually trying to do. So maybe rather than spending as much time working on a, on a, on a fully complete systems administrator guide, What you're going to see is maybe 10 or 12 or 15 or 20 of the most popular topics of problems people are trying to solve. How do I set up two hard drives to be in a RAID array? Or how do I change the IP address on a, on a network card? Or you know, it, It's really about these, the, this concept of what is somebody trying to do? How do we help them solve that problem? Yeah, I think because uh, uh, with the previous format, it was really hard to find, for example, just by going to Google and, and put some words in the Google and a search engine, uh, normally you don't get the, the, the official documentation of the Fedora project. Uh, we are trying to improve that with this, this new documentation. Sure, absolutely. So, uh, so one of the things that we've been focused on as we've been kind of revamping the, the docs tool chain and some of the tools that we used is making sure that the documents don't just look good to a human, but also 
appear correctly to, to a search engine. So things like sitemaps and, and those sorts of things help search engines to search through the, the documentation, understand the relationship between different pieces of it of a document, and show up well in, in search engine results. So that's that's something we've been focused on as well. But, uh, for example, a uh, writer need to focus in somewhere to make his document look good to a search engine? No, that, that, that should be automatically handled, handled on the back end with the, with the tooling that we're using, like ASCII Binder and, and, some of the, and some of the other tooling that we're using. So the idea is the writer just write the document. He doesn't he don't need to be aware of anything behind. That's right. You write the document, do your best to, to, to write it up in, in the ASCII doc markup language, and other people on the docs team will help review that and make sure it's ready for publication, but it's the other tooling behind the scenes that's going to take care of all the search and search engine kind of kind of functionality so that the writer doesn't have to worry about that. So for this, we have a bunch of things working on this. I think we have the continuous integration teams. We have the website teams that should uh, help us to make the, the look and feel of the website of mm -hmm. front documentation feel more integrated with the look and feel of the all other websites we have. Mm -hmm. Am I right? That's right. Um, and that was, it was kind of interesting at the, at the FAD. We had people who were working more on the tooling side of things and working on the back-end scripts. We had people who were very much writers and focusing on the, uh, on the writing. We had a designer that was helping us fix up the, the, the CSS style sheet to make the pages look better. Um, we had people, um, like I said, that, that weren't necessarily there in the FAD, but were working, helping remotely to get the CI kind of things working. We had people who were very interested in helping other writers by building a style guide and starting to... To, to help other writers know how to write or what what to to do or what not to do as, as they're writing a document. So I think it was a, a great opportunity to kind of pull the whole core core group of people together, whether they were able to attend attend the FAD in person or not, and just put a renewed focus on our documentation efforts, um, try some new things, build some new things, and, and make the world of documentation a better place. Well, that will be handy. It will be really good to see this documentation project going forward. And that's all the time we have for today. Do you have any final thought you want to share with the people? Um, just uh, if, if you're at all interested in, in documentation and helping make our documentation, we can always use more help. Um, you don't have to be a professional writer. English doesn't have to be your native language. Um, just jump in and help out if that sounds interesting to you, and we'll be happy to help mentor you and, and guide you through the process and, uh, mm. and help you get your documents out there where other people can read them. Well, thank you so much, Jared. Bye-bye. Um, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Fedora podcast. See you in two weeks with more interesting interviews.